pick is finally in. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB Draft. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. Now for the reason we're all here. We have some business to do. The first selection. Welcome to the first pick podcast week 14 preview edition episode 33 supposed to be 34 but we skip one episode 33 usually we go on all the numbers of players but we're short on time this week y'all we're gonna get right to it you guys know the deal I'm your boy Vinny Goombots I'm here with my co-host my man Big Kev aka the biggest boss say what's up to the people Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm in my car on my way to my next meeting. We're getting it done for you. Not going to waste time. Continue, Vinny Goombats. Listen, y'all, we're, we're, we're short on time this week. Kev's doing it, uh, you know, in the car. I'm on a toilet bowl. We're, we're just trying to get it to you. <laughs> so uh, we want to we wanna just keep it short. We don't want to make a two-hour pod. We know it's, it's crunch time for your fantasy seasons, but we'll get back to it. We'll get back to our regular schedule program next week. So we're gonna make it short and sweet. We're gonna we're gonna keep the good stuff and get rid of the fat. You know what I mean? We're getting rid of the fat on the turkey leg. So um you know the deal. I gotta get to the spiel. I'm your boy Vinny Goombots. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at V I N N Y G O O M B O T S. You're listening to the first pick podcast, episode thirty three, week fourteen, preview edition. If you wanna follow all the social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at the First Pick Podcast. Tell them where they can find you. Tell them where they can listen. And let's get into this. At Biggest Boss 76 on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple iTunes, and Google Music. Please rate, review, and share. For those of you that follow us, even the clicks on the, the Thanksgiving pod, on the, on the pod that we had unedited, you guys still listen to that. When I tell you for sure, we appreciate that. Continue letting us know you guys have been commenting. We appreciate that. But let's get it, Vinny Goombas. First game up, Carolina Panthers 5-7 and seven at the Atlanta Falcons 3-9 and nine, NFC South battle. Kev, two non-playoff teams. I don't care if the Panthers run the table. They still ain't making it. Let's not waste a lot of time here. Total in this game is 48, and we got Atlanta laying two and a half. Ron Rivera got fired. We know that. We'll dive more into it on our recap episode when we got more time. What do you got in this one, Kev? This is a tough one. It's a total stay away. I have no clue what happens in this game, bro. I, I don't. I have no clue what to what to predict, and when I don't know what to predict, I'm more likely to take the team, especially in a divisional game. I'm more likely to take the team that has that has the points. So I would take Carolina in this game. I have McCaffrey in fantasy going into this game, but I also have a bye week on the team that he's on. So it's not important to me as far as that is concerned, though. But for you guys out there, if you have DJ Moore, you start him. Especially if you're in a playoff game, you start DJ Moore. He's been getting the ball. Kyle Allen likes him. You start that guy. I like Curtis Samuel. Uh, Of course, if you have McCaffrey and you're playing, that's not even really a question. I would keep an eye out for Julio Jones, who sat out last week, but it seems that he's going to be playing this week. He's projected to get 17 points, as I saw the other day. And Calvin Ridley, man, there's just, I I don't know. Uh, Devontae Freeman, I think he's a start, even his first game back. 
It wasn't great. He didn't have the touchdown, but he still had 10 points. He got you into that game. So if you're looking for a flex, I would keep him in mind, even though Carolina's pass defense is decent. But that's really all I got in this game, man. I'm, t- I'm going to take Carolina with the points. I don't know. I feel like 48 is a really high number. I don't know what you think about that, Vinny. I mean, the last two times these teams played, uh, we were able to do the, the betting pod with Vinny Serio, a.k.a. the Philly Ringer, and I was on the under with this same matchup uh, only a short maybe three weeks ago. But that total was at 51. It wound up closing somewhere around that same number, 50 and a half, give or take, whatever it was. Um, like you said, though, 48 points. Starting to struggle. And uh, I don't know what Atlanta's going to be putting out there. I lean with the under off the rip, but uh, I haven't. This, Like you said, man, this is a stay away game. I'm on the opposite side, though. I think I would go with the home team. Um, with with laying two and a half, I, I, all I got to do is win by a field goal. Um this team is more veteran-laden, you know what I mean? I, I, Dan Quinn's trying to keep his job. Then again, I don't even know who's going to be the interim head coach for the Panthers. Do you know who it is? I don't know. Yes, um, uh, Perry. Um, uh, I'm forgetting his first Whatever. name. Whatever. Don't it's matter. The, the defensive backs coach, uh, uh, but Deep. they said he's a general. Uh, um, they're, they're looking for him to be the head coach, He'll, and he has a really chance. He has a real chance to stay with the team, but I know his last name is Perry. I am blanking on his first name. I read a whole article about him yesterday. Oh, good, man. Yeah, nah. So, you know, with that kind of stuff, man, I don't know how the team's going to play for that dude. You know, I got nothing in this game, man. Like, I got to pick a side. I'm taking the Falcons here, but I'm leaning with the under. Fantasy real quick, man. I got Julio in one league. I need the guy to play. Uh, I don't need him to play. I want him to play. I'm still projected right now with Julio out of my lineup to beat my opponent by 12 points. Um, but, I, I, you know, I, that's it, man. It's just, uh, you know, if you got Julio Jones, you're, that's, your big, that's your biggest thing in this situation. I know people have him out there in leagues that need him this week. If you have the bye week and you have Julio, congrats to you because then you're not really sweating it. In that case, you want the guy to rest up. You know what I mean? That would be, if, I could, if Julio could not play in this game and I could still win, that would be... That would be beneficial for me. Um, and then, uh, hey, man, I'd be remiss to say, in the big boy league, uh, the two guys that are going, the winner will be playing me. One of the teams has uh, Julio Jones. So I, I would I would rather he didn't play in that situation and, and play uh, the other guy in the next round. You know what I mean? Uh, so it, it's, it's a toss-up for me. But that's really, you know, I, I'm not going to, uh, I don't want to drag this, this one out here, Kev. I'm going with Atlanta minus the two and a half, and I'm I'm leaning with the under, but I haven't done enough uh, research there. What do you got in this one, Kevin? Then I have a, a fantasy question for you. Uh, for me, I'm going to stick with Carolina moving forward, and I will take the under. I guess well, 48, man, uh, 20 or 28, 20. You know what? I'll take the over, and I'll take Carolina. That's how I'm feeling. All right, sounds good there. Now, fantasy question for you. Again, I, I just said that I, I was explaining the Julio Jones situation. Uh, in the big boy league, there are the, 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 the two guys playing, one of them does not have Julio Jones. One of them has Julio Jones on his team, doesn't know if he's going to play. The other opponent, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm, I have the bye. I'm, I'm waiting in the wings. I feel like the team that does not have Julio Jones I match up better against to beat in the next round. Do you do you ever find yourself rooting for certain teams in fantasy to win um, in the playoffs so that you can play them in the next round um, for an easier matchup? 
Absolutely. I've done that before, and then, but I've done that before and got what I wanted and didn't. <laughs> and the desired outcome wasn't what I expected either. I got you. So, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of both with that, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I hear you because in my other league, I wound up finishing with the three seed, um, and I, it was it was probably one of the closest leagues I've ever played in. I, I, I finished eight and five, and I had the third seed, but the second seed finished eight and five as well, but they got me by a few points, and then the one seed was only nine and four, so I was only one game away from being the one seed, which is very odd. It was so many teams that were eight and five and seven and six. I don't think I've ever been involved in a league like that before. However, what I was trying to, what I want to get to is, I finished the third seed, which is great because they they go by seeding. It's not like uh, in my two leagues where I do the divisions. So I'm the third seed. I play the sixth seed. Uh, I, I you know initially you want to always play the worst seed. This sixth seed team is stacked. I just feel like the guy had one of those situations where you know it was just bad matchups along the way. Or he had some injuries, like Jeffrey, and you know he's been in and out of the lineup. He's got Darius Geis now, so um, in that situation, I'm like, "Yay, I played a six seed!" And I'm looking at his roster. I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute, this guy's team is really good." Go. See, uh, and yeah, I'm with you on that, man. But I, with fantasy, man, like I said, I've said on this pod many a times. Last year, I had McCaffrey, I had Patrick Mahomes. I, I drafted Zach Ertz. I drafted such a good team. I went 11-2, and two, man, and I finished in third place in one of my leagues last year. So you just never know when it comes to fantasy, bro. Yeah, I'm with you, man. But let's move to the next game. I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Uh, we got actually a good one here, Kev. Um, Baltimore Ravens, 10-2, and two, taking on nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. I've been calling this team fake news for a long time, Kev. You wanted to you wanted to make sure you you reminded me of that when they beat Dallas on on Thanksgiving and and all I told you was that just proved to me that that was the fake news bowl and Dallas they technically they won the fake news bowl. I still don't believe in this in this Buffalo Bills team um and I I I'm so often reminded by the 15 and 1 Carolina Panthers of whatever year that was they went to the Super Bowl. I talked to you about it before, Kev. Every time that team won a game and they kept winning and they kept winning and they kept winning, I did not believe in them. I did not believe in them. And my, my, my question to you is, even though they went to the Super Bowl, I never believed in them once. They got obliterated in that Super Bowl. Was was I like, was my thought, rectif- like, like did, did my did things come to fruition for me because they didn't win the Super Bowl? Or should I be like, you were wrong the whole season because they made the Super Bowl? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm kind of confused on the question. Say, say it one more time. So, in, in whatever year it was, uh, right now we're just trying to get through the, the pod. So I, I, you know, I, I normally I would have all the statistics out there. Whatever year the Carolina Panthers went 15 and one and played the Denver Broncos yeah, in the Super right, Bowl, right, right, right. I believe it was 2013 or something like that. I don't know, 24, whatever it was. You guys know what it is. I'll look at it when Kevin starts talking, so we could stat check it. The Carolina Panthers went 15 and one. Every time that team won a game, I was they were they were basically my fake news team of the year. Like like this year, it's Buffalo okay. Bills. What I'm saying is, was I wrong all year long? Or was I right because they didn't win the Super Bowl? Or was I wrong because oh, they got to the Super Bowl? You're, 
you're wrong all year long. Okay. If you're 50, if you're winning all year long and you make it to the Super Bowl and you lose, that's okay. That's okay. What are you going to do? Because you went up against the other best team in the league who made it through the same exact gauntlet that you did. Maybe one that weaker schedule. Blah blah blah. I guess you could do a little bit of subjective uh, uh, picking there if you really wanted to. That one team had a weaker schedule. Whatever. But if they went 15 and one there and made it there, man, even if they got smacked when they got there, I still think they still had to beat. You know, they, they still beat a bunch of teams on their way there. So, yeah, you have to play who's in front of you, which is a very uh, generic uh, uh, sports podcast, sports radio thing to say. But that really, what, that's what it comes down to, and that's what they did this year. And I feel like that's what the Bills are doing this year. I love this team, man, and they're similar. They do the same exact thing that. The Ravens do. That's why I'm so interested in this game. The only difference in this game is that Josh Allen is not Lamar Jackson. And by the way, their stats are comparable. Their, their, their stats are just about the same. The only place where Lamar Jackson smokes him is in rush yards because I feel like Lamar Jackson, he, his run game is part of their offense. Kyle, uh, Josh Allen, he's running to get first downs. And he's running, and he'll go dive into the end zone, too. So if there's a touchdown in his sights, or if there's a first down in his sights, he'll take it. But they're not running as many set run plays with Josh Allen as they do with Lamar Jackson. I'm very excited to see what the outcome of this game is. Yeah, so uh, just to touch back on it, it was 2015 that um, that took place where the Panthers were 15-1. and They played the Denver Broncos, lost in the Super Bowl 24-10. to Back to this game, though, I just wanted to fact-check uh, fact that for the fans, though. Baltimore's laying five and a half here, Kev. Totals forty three and a half. I mean, how could you go against this this wrecking ball of the you know Baltimore Ravens in this situation? Um, you know, Buffalo has. Think about the teams. Let's 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 talk about the the, the three teams that Buffalo lost to. Let's let's take away the Patriots because they're a good team. The Bills lost at home to the Philadelphia Eagles, who just got mollywopped by. The Miami Dolphins. They also lost to the Cleveland Brownies. I I I know you know it's a week by week league. One of those losses were at home. Actually, two of their losses, including the Patriot loss. I mean, I'm just saying, Kev. I I, I can't figure out where I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Buffalo with five and a half points. I just I just don't see how it happens. Um, I think I, I already have. In my opinion, I I see it differently. I think the Eagles are a good football team. I think the Cleveland Browns are a good football team. They have not been able to summon what is good about them as often. It just happened that when they were able to summon that, the Bills weren't playing as well, and they were playing better that day. I don't think that the Eagles are terrible. They've been ravaged by by injuries all year long. They they their front office then they left them out to dry when it came to receivers. Quite obviously uh, on their team, so the team is not built as well. But I still think they're a decent team. I don't think those are bad. In my opinion, those aren't bad losses. Now, if you're going to lose at home, I get you. Don't, you don't want to lose at home. It's the way it goes sometimes, though, in the NFL. So I, I'm I'm on the Bills. I. I I do want them to prove further who they are, though. And I think uh, that that win against Dallas went a long way to showing who they are. I don't think we're talking enough about Josh Allen and how well he's played for this team and staying within who he he is. He's not trying to be Joe Montana. He's not trying to be Lamar Jackson. He is just trying to be himself, and he plays games that way. I like these guys moving forward, man. I'm going to take them with the points. 
Uh, I, I always I like guys that that have no issues saying I'm me and that's that's just what I am. So I, I respect that about the guy. Like I agree with you. He's not trying to be anything. He's not. He's just himself, which I like. I like that in real life, and you know I like it in football and in basketball, hockey, whatever sport you talk about. But you know when you talk about them beating them boys, the Cowboys, a team that didn't have any wins against a, a plus five hundred team. And that was Buffalo's first win against a plus 500 team. I'm not impressed. I, I'm not impressed. And uh, I'm with you, though, man. I, I, I see their records good. Uh, I don't think they're a bad team. I just think they are beating the beatables. But when they come to play real teams, they are not going to win. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm not finding – I'm not me- messing with this game. Uh, I kind of backed off of the Ravens train – after they beat the Patriots, that's kind of where the last time I, I kind of bet the Ravens because now you're paying paying a high price. Everybody, you know, every square, SpongeBob square pants in the land out there has been betting the Ravens for the last five, six weeks now. You know what I mean? And uh, you, right. you, you guys can go right ahead and do it. I'm, I'm kind of just sitting back and watching this team play. Um, obviously, I, I want the Ravens to win just because I can't stand the Bills and also to back up my theory about the Bills being fake news. But... Uh, another question to ask you: You say that that you know the Eagles are a good team, the Browns are a good team. Can you be a good team with a bad record? I think so. Uh, you're just there. There's there's way too many variables. Like at the end of the day, yeah, you're not gonna. Uh, how do you win? You know, you can't. You're, you're not winning your division. I believe there's a handful of really great teams. You have four or five of them, and then you have the really bad teams, and then everybody else is average. And I believe they're in that average, and they can summon it not as often. I think the Eagles are a decent team. I don't think they're a bad football team. I think they're a product of a lot of things. Like I said, their front office did a really poor job of building this offense. They did a terrible job. So they also put the coach in a tough spot by not giving them the proper talent. Uh, I just think there's a lot of things that went into that. And then you also have the Browns, who were just limited by their head coach at the end of the day, in my opinion. And then they are a little emotional when they should not be, obviously helmet all that other stuff but i just i don't think these teams are necessarily bad i believe both of those teams could be anybody in the league on any day and if i truly believe that about you i don't think i don't believe that about the miami dolphins you know what i'm saying i, now, I, I guess now they're playing and they're playing better these days but i feel like the, the browns on, on a good day can beat the patriots if they do what they're supposed to do i'm with you man um let's just quick touch on the fantasy relevance in this game you got lamar jackson you have him in how many leagues do you have him in? Uh, three out of five. Yeah, I, I actually read something I thought was pretty funny. And they said that, it, you know, I don't know the statistics on it. You know, there's computer guys out there that could probably figure it out. But I'm pretty sure if you have Lamar Jackson on your roster, I, I would say nine out of ten times you're in the playoffs right now. Would you agree with me? I would agree. that He was on that list. You had Chris Godwin who was on that list. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was also on that list. Nick Chubb was on that list. There's a lot of uh, – they always put that out, the players who have commonalities between across a teams, uh, uh, playoff teams that are there. I did read that list, and Lamar Jackson was one of the, uh, the top. Him and McCaffrey were the top two on that list. Yeah, so you have him in some leagues. Do you have him in any leagues where you don't have a buy-in? 
Yes, I, I'm playing him so far. I'm playing him this week in the Willow Glen League where I do not have a bye. I'm playing uh, in the first week of the playoffs. Okay, you have any uh, worries about starting him this week? Obviously, at this point in the season, you're not sitting Lamar Jackson. I did it once this entire year. Uh, I, it was the right move. The guy I put in front of him, Jimmy GQ, on Halloween wind up outscoring him by like six points. Not like it was a, you know, at the end of the day, man, every point matters in fantasy. It wasn't like it was a big differential. Uh, but I'm at the point now, I don't care if, if uh, you know, Lamar Jackson's playing the, the Steel Curtain or the 86 Bears. I'm starting Lamar Jackson. I'm with you on that. The only problem I have, I'm flip-flopping, but I don't think I'm going to do it. The only thing uh, issue that it, it gives me is that I have Carson Wentz playing against the Giants defense, and part of me wants to put Carson Wentz in because of how bad the Giants defense is. Aaron Rodgers just had four touchdowns versus those guys, but I'm not going to take him out. Also, Buffalo hasn't given up more than 24 points this year. They've played well against very good quarterbacks, against very good teams. Their defense is solid. Sean McDermott is solid, but I have to go with Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to sit him. I got you, man. What about Mark Ingram in this situation? I know you were an owner of him in one league, or you might still be. What are we doing with guys like him, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews? Um, that's pretty much all the fantasy relevance I feel like is on the, the Ravens side. And then obviously the Ravens defense has been clicking lately too. Uh, I, I, I think a, the next tier underneath Lamar Jackson to me to start the Ravens' defense. I mean, I know the Bills, you know, they, they can score, but to me, they're not an elite offense. We've been talking about it for 14 weeks now, Kev. They are who they are. They win ugly games. Sometimes you don't know how they win. Sometimes they run the ball. Sometimes it's Josh Allen scrambling around. Sometimes he throws a bomb to John Brown. They find ways to win, but I never see them light it up. So I got no problems in this situation starting Baltimore Ravens' defense. I'm with you. The only, the only questionable player for me on their side is Hollywood Brown. He could be hit or miss, and then he's going to have to go up against Tredavious White, who is a really good cornerback on the other side for them. He's the one guy I'll probably stay away. I, I think Mark Ingram is going to be just fine because they're going to be. This is going to be a pounded out fist fight of a football game. I really hope it's on television. That's what I'm hoping that happens. But uh, we'll see. But I, it's going to be a fist fight of a game. I think both run games will do do well. I think they both will prevail. I think on the other side, I think that um, uh, who's the running back? I'm blanking. Uh, De- oh, the Devin Singletary, Singletary Frank Gore. Yeah, I, I think I think Singletary's going to have himself a nice day. I still think Josh Allen's going to do well. He'll use his legs. He seems to be very smart. He's decisive. He does a lot of things well. So uh, as far as that's concerned, even John Brown, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm just to the point in the season where my guys are my guys, and I'm taking them whether, whether the competition's stiff, whether it's not stiff. I'm, uh, these are the guys I chose to believe in this year, so I'm riding them, and, and, and I'll die with them if that's the case. Yeah, uh, you you touched on the Bills. That's pretty much all I wanted to talk about there with those guys. And before we close this game out, we spent a lot of time on this one because this is one of the better games of the week, people. So we're going to do that today. Stick with the good ones and go quickly through the crap ones. Um, Let me ask you a question. If I ask you to, uh, Josh Allen, right now, fantasy rated quarterback, give me a number where you think he's rated right now. Um, fantasy rated quarterback, I probably put him at what? Five, six? Wow, you're right on the number, man. He is the fifth rated fantasy quarterback. When I saw that, I was surprised. I was like, oh my God. I had no idea. Really? I had no idea he was the fifth rated fantasy quarterback at this point in time. 
you between his between rushing, bro. Between his rushing and his pat, like I said, he stayed within himself. He, he, you're getting you're getting 220 yards, two touchdowns, probably what what 30 to 40 rush yards, sometimes more, depending on yeah. how the game rolls out. He's not he's not giving up a lot of turnovers. I've, I've seen teams, and I'm only paying attention because we do this, and I see other teams. Some teams have rolled him out and have not sat him, and they've really benefited from it. I'm like, wow, he's he's been good this year, um, just because some of my opponents had him, and I looked at his his schedule and how well he has done. So I'm not too surprised by it, man. Yeah, man, seven rushing touchdowns this season so far, and looking at all of his games. Kev, he's only had one game in single digits, and that was eight points all the way back in week four against arguably the best defense in the league at that time, the New England Patriots. He also threw three picks that game. One game in all of these games that was not good for, for Josh Allen. So, um, you, know, the, you, know, you, know the, you know the old saying that we used to go with, men lie, women lie, numbers, numbers don't. don't. That's it. Next game. The Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Cleveland Brownies. Bengals fresh off the first dub of the season at my New York Jets behest. New York Jets, first team in NFL history to lose to two winless teams uh, or two teams that were 0-7. Doesn't matter. The Jets breaking records in terrible fashion, Kev. But anyway, Bengals 1-11, Browns 5-7, good old AFC North battle. Total in his games, 41. Spread, Cleveland minus 7.5 as of right now. Talk to me about that number because you got something nice on that. Right, right. Because when I saw it the other day, I, I texted you. I sent you a screenshot of what the number was for the game when I saw it the other day. It was at eight and a, it was at plus 8.5 and, and I took it and it's already down to plus 7.5 already going into what it was today, going into the weekend. So, it's crazy, man. I, I think they're disrespecting Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is a decent quarterback. Obviously, the Bengals don't rank, rank well in much of anything, but they are 19th in pass yards, which is their best ranking for being on offense. So that means they can get the ball down the field. They have good receivers with Auden Tate, even without A.J. Green, who you were 100% correct all year. I, I was hopeful because I owned him, but I was able to trade him away in fantasy. But you were right with him not coming back before the year ends even with Andy Dalton playing, but you got Tyler Boyd, you got Auden Tate, Alex Erickson, if he stays healthy, and then you have yourself Mixon, who's played well over the last few weeks, man. So I I clearly say, I just I think it's a lock that Cincinnati stays within nine points in the, or eight and a half points in this game, even seven and a half in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, kudos to you for getting the best number. Again, Kev, uh, that's what it's about, man. Uh, when you sent me that, I, I, I think – I think I don't know why I didn't put it in. You know, what I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little upset that I didn't either. And I think you know, now that this team's got the first win off their back, I could see, I could definitely see them, uh, you know, ending the Cleveland Brownies uh, season because uh, essentially, if the Browns get their eighth loss, they are, uh, uh, you know, they're pretty much eliminated from playoff contention. I, I always feel like in the NFL, that eighth loss will get you, you know, get you the axe as far as um, unless, unless. Unless you play in the NFC East, because eight losses in the NFC East is equivalent to uh, 11 wins in another division. <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth, man. And even from uh, – and what are you thinking about Odell Beckham here? I guess he was pretty vague on his 
uh, future and what's going on. They've made him seem like he's not a very good receiver. He only has 55 catches, I think, for a little bit over 800 yards this year. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? So I, I told I, I told you from the jump, man. I'm not a, a I'm not an Odell fan. I know the guy has freakish talent, but I think. Um, I think the other things off the field and his, uh, you know, the antics, I'm not a fan of. Got nothing against the guy, you know what I'm saying? And I I wish him well, you know. Listen, if he came to gangrene, I would essentially be happy. I just, I wonder when it's going to, the maturity is going to click for the dude. And um, he's been quiet all year, he, though. No, like when, yeah. what's the last thing you heard about Odell? Nothing's I, happened. I, I give it the mixture of two things. One, it's Cleveland, so he's it's easy to stay out of trouble in Cleveland. The other thing is you had the cleats incident. You know what I'm saying? So um, I guess. you yeah. know, I mean, relative to you know him beating up nets and stuff like that. Yes, he has been quiet. He is getting better. So I I, I will give props where props are due. So so I, I see that, but. I traded Odell away in one of my leagues. I, I, I was I was auto drafted him and my, my goal was to get rid of him and I did. And right now he's ranked twenty seventh in, in the wide receiver in the ESPN fantasy. So uh, I think that was a good move to get rid of him, but I, I don't think that he's a bad receiver. And the fact that Cleveland's making it out to, to seem that way is uh you know, it's buffoonery. He is the clear number two on that team in my mind, but if Odell Beckham's your number two that says a lot about your number one and your offense. Uh, this team, Kev, we, we've talked about it over and over again. Too many, too much talent for them to be five and seven. We know the problem. It's Freddie Kitchens. I think you get a good head coach in there. Uh, this team is going to be uh, what everyone expected them to be this year, next year. But um, that's that's really what I got with him. In fantasy, if, if you got to go Odell in this spot, I, I I can't not tell you to. Uh, you know, Cincinnati, they're a 1-11 team. Although we've always kind of questioned it in a weird way that they are a top team against a wide receiver, which is, um, I mean, that's very odd, I would say. Would you not agree? I, I hear you on that. But then when you hear Drake or Patrick and some of the other names in the defensive backfield, you know, if they're left on an island, those guys are pretty good. Kirkpatrick coming from Alabama – uh, was a high draft pick, and, and they just play well. So when you hear some of the names, I hear what you're saying. Overall, the team, not so well, but they got a few good D-backs over there. And speaking of fantasy, when it comes to the receivers for uh, the Bengals, I don't know how good I'm feeling about that. Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward, I, I have a hard time finding two better cornerbacks on the same team on each side um, for a defense anywhere in the NFL you have some guys who are standouts. You have Stephon Gilmore. You have Jadavius White. You have Jair Alexander. But you know, this is the the two the one of the best pairs I have. Uh, one of the best pairs that are in the NFL at this point in time. So if you can avoid Tyler Boyd, if you can avoid Auden Tate going into this game, I probably would do that. I still think the Bengals find a way to stay uh, stay close in this game. It's going to be a hard hitting, a close one. I would take Joe Mixon in this game because. Cleveland does not rank very well when it comes to rush yards. They are 26th in the league when it comes to rush yards, 124 yards a game. So I think Joe Mixon, if he's a guy that you have going into fantasy, you keep him. I think you can um, start Baker Mayfield in this game. Uh, how do you feel about that one, though, given that the D-backs do play fairly well with the Bengals? Uh, I'm, I, I agree. I agree. Not, not, um, not loving the matchups there for the Bengals receivers. I can't. I, I don't really have anything else to say on that one because I, I agree 100% with what you just said. And uh, 
I don't know about you, Kev. I think we spent too much time on 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 the Bengals and Brownies here, and we want to get this to the people. Um, other than Let's other than you, you hit the fantasy spots, I think everybody is 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 clear there. Um, I I think again, just to say it to close it out, if you if you touch on on Tyler Boyd or Auden Tate, just be weary that this defense is good. You know, the the, the cornerbacks are good, um, and I would be worried about that. As far as betting this game, I'm with you. Uh, at this time of the year, I kind of side with those teams. You know, when you got a middling team and a team on the bottom, the bottom dweller like the Bengals, um, I kind of side with those teams because they're they're playing some some young guys. They want to see what they have for next year, and those guys might be a little bit fiery trying to get a win. And, and there's a reason why Cleveland's five and seven, you know, fighting for a wild card spot. Um, and and I, I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna be able to cover the number here. So I lean. I lean, um, uh, excuse me, I leave Cincinnati, lean Cincinnati, lean under. I'm with you. Next game, the Washington Redskins heading to the frozen tundra. Washington Redskins 3-9 and nine, taking on the 9-3 and three Green Bay Packers. Total in this game is 42. Packers minus 12.5. Kev, what do you got? We're at home. The Packers win. You start Devontae Adams. You start Aaron Jones. You start Aaron Rodgers. I even think you can start Alan Lazard. He is starting. He has 22 catches and 330 yards and two touchdowns over his last four games. He is our clear number two receiver. He has overtaken Geronimo Allison. He has overtaken Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He is the guy now. I've been reading about it. The coaches is in there. Uh, four weeks ago, Matt LaFleur told him he has to do it consecutively. He's done so. He's the guy there. So he's somebody that if you need a flyer, if you come across an issue in, in your playoff games here, he might be a guy that you could put in your flex spot. Aaron loves him. They're best friends. And on the Washington side, the only guy I really like is um, is Darius Geis. I think he could have another decent day against the Packers defense. The Packers defense can be a sieve at times. We are 25th in rush defense in the league, giving up 123 yards a game. We're just not very good in a lot of categories on defense. If we are not getting turnovers, it's always a tough day, but Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback for this team. I'm not too worried about that. I would probably stay away from Scary Terry also because he's going to have to deal with Jair Alexander all day. Yeah, I mean, I was impressed with Geis uh, last week, but the one thing I, I, I wanted to mention is I, I, he did it on only 10 carries. I, I don't know if, if I could, uh, in my, if I was in a position in a playoff game, rely on a guy to only get me what he got with 10 carries. I, I need a little bit, I need a little bit more from, from that. I need more attempts uh, if I'm going to put my playoff game on the line with, with a guy like that, especially um, on the road in Green Bay. Um, but doesn't that say more about him, though, that he was able to have such a good game on so minimal carries? No, I I can you know uh, that that I can just see what you're saying, and I can agree with that as well that he was able to do such. But I don't know if we're going to get the same against Green Bay. You know what I mean? Like what I'm saying is, you know, Carolina's run defense is different to your run defense. Both games were on the right. road. Uh, I think that Carolina was in uh, uh, distress, misery, uh, disarray, whatever you want to say. That team was not a playoff team. The Green Bay Packers are a playoff team, and they ain't going to let Darius guys do what he did. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying he can't, but I, I just want to see more attempts from him. 
uh, if I want if I was to back him in this spot. I don't think he's a bad start, you know what I mean? But if I had him, I would be I would you know if I don't have another guy, you know he's he's the guy I'm gonna go with. But I'm 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 a little hesitant. Um, I am playing against him in one league. I know you have him in I think one or two. You said. Just one in the big boy league, okay. but I'm not in the playoffs there, so he's irrelevant to me. Okay, yeah, so I have him in – I'm going against him in one league, excuse me, so obviously I'll be rooting rooting for the cheeseheads a little bit more there. Um, but I'm with you. You know what I mean? And, Go ahead. And hold on, just as a quick reminder, he had 10 carries for 129 yards, two touchdowns, 12 yards per carry, so he was gashing those boys. Yeah, oh, no, he, he put up some good numbers. I'm not – I will not – you know, I will not uh... – and then Adrian Peterson came through with 13 and 99. Man, they really killed Carolina last week when it came to their run game. Even Peterson had seven seven yards per carry, and they had three touchdowns between the both of them. But either way, I still think the Packers come out of this a winner. Yeah, no, I can't. Again, man, I can't argue with you. And uh, I think I, 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 I could see them covering this spread. I know I told you, you know, I don't know if I, I put it on the pod. I can't remember now. We do so much. But I was on the skins last week. I will not be on them again this week. Uh, I think 12 and a half points, that, that's cool for me because um, I could get uh, a touchdown, two field goals. I could get two touchdowns. So I like that number. And um, I'm leaning I'm leaning over here because the Redskins have been able to put up points. And you guys can put up points. So uh, 42 doesn't seem like a lot for me. Uh, I could definitely get with an over there. Um, you got anything on either of the two? Um, I'm with you on both. The over will be there. I don't know. They might be able to get the over. Which I, it might be one of those spankings where the Packers might be able to get the over on their own. We'll see. But because um, there is a little bit of respect that I still have for the Redskins D, I don't think they are absolutely atrocious. They, you know, there are games where they really stand up and, and play decent versus decent. They're 14th in the past game, 19th in total yards, 21st in points. So they're not the best, but they're not the worst neither. So they do have some players on the other side. But I'm with you on the over. And when it comes to the points, I do think the Packers will be able to cover this one. I think we're going to get ourselves on a nice roll here. Completely agree. Next game, Denver Broncos taking on the Houston Texans. Denver 4-8, and eight, Houston 8-4. Eight and four. Total on this game is 42.5. Houston minus the 9. Kev, what do you got? I have a hard time not, not taking Houston in this game. I know it's like like you say it's a square play, but I'm a little I'm a little weary of um of Drew Locke. He played pretty well last week for this team. So I, I I'm I'm not quick to jump onto that. I don't know like what is he? You know what I'm saying? We don't know what that is yet. Last week Drew Locke was 18 for 28. He only had 134 yards, but he had two touchdowns and he had a pick. So it's not crazy impressive, but he was efficient, and his team won the football game. So is he a stud? You know, what is he going into this game? But at the end of the day, I feel like I would have to take the the Texans in this game. The only, the only other thing about the Broncos that concerns me as far as Houston covering the nine points is the Broncos' defense, still ninth in total yards, still fifth in pass yards, 20th in rush yards, so they could be better there, which – you know, if you're a Carlos Hyde or a Duke Johnson's fan, maybe lends you towards starting one of those guys. Hopefully you don't have to, but if you do, I would put one of them in the flex if you had to, going up against a 20th-ranked rush defense, and they're eighth in points. So 
this is a really good Broncos defense, so they can always keep their team in the game. And if Drew doesn't turn the football over, maybe it's a football game. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't necessarily always think uh, going with the favorite is the square play. You know what I mean? I, I, I might say it often, so I want to, you know, um, uh, clarify. Uh, but I agree with you. I think Houston wins this game. However, I think nine points is a lot of points. Um, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction to them beating the Patriots. So uh, I, I haven't, you know, done enough homework on this game. Uh, and like I told you, Kevin, and the listeners uh, need to know, I, I didn't get to watch the Broncos game last week. Uh, I got I got hit with whatever illness uh, is going around. The outbreak monkey got me, and um, I was on I was uh, I was on my deathbed there, sleeping under the cover. So. I didn't get the eye test of Drew Locke. I did see the win. I did see the statistics. I saw a couple highlights. So um, I'll probably stay away from this game. I don't think Houston loses the game at all. But I don't know about covering the nine points. I think that's a lot. But I got to look into. I got to look into it a little bit more. Uh, but you know, I think um, Denver's defense can keep them in the game. It's just their offense. Could their offense keep them? Uh, keep them in the game? And they also. Haven't seen a quarterback like Watson this year. I mean, let's face it, nobody, you know, there's only two of those guys out there that are killing it like that, and that's that's Watson and Jackson. So, um, you know, th- he's going to be a tough matchup. So I-, I think this game could go either way as far as the spread, though. It could be blowout city, um, or it could be one of those backdoor situations where um, Houston's up comfortably and uh, Denver just kind of gets a-, a-, a touchdown that they that doesn't really matter to the to the game, but it does affect you know, someone uh, holding a Houston Texans ticket. Um, fantasy relevance, I think, uh, like you said, if you got Duke Johnson or um, Carlos Hyde. Thank you, man. I'm drawing a blank. I'm like, who's the other dude? <laughs> Carlos Hyde's been getting, he's been getting the bulk of the carries, man, which I like, you know what I'm saying? But um, they are going up against the 11th rated defense against the run. So that's something to, you know, temper expectations there you're not not starting deandre hopkins you're not starting watson like let's just get through that then you got darren fells he's kind of been uh you know he's been what would you call darren fells this year for the houston texans he's he's only like i say nothing like to me he's had a few spots where he was, he was shined. There's only a handful of them, though. So I, I don't even know. Where, I, quite honestly, I don't know where he ranks amongst the tight ends. But uh, I can't uh, g- see him being. Give me a number. Uh, I want you to make a guess. Where would you think he ranks? Because I think you'll be surprised. right now. I would put him at 14. Okay, he's 13. So you're very close. Your your, your projections uh, are pretty good, man. I think I would be way off. I'd been like 29 or something like that. Right. <laughs> like I, I think he's had a few spots. So I guess. That makes him a viable tight end, but I also think that just shows you how how bottom of the barrel the tight end position is. Absolutely. And, and after those top, you know, six or seven guys, after those guys, it's kind of hard. Even Greg Olson, I think he's a top ten tight end, and he, he he's you know he hasn't been that great this year. Now he's also old. He's a, he's long in the tooth, so I, you know I don't want to put the guy down because he's had a long career. But it just shows where the tight end position is. Greg, speaking of Greg Olson, and we'll get to that game. He's going to be out for this week, um, and he, I feel like uh, Greg Olson. If you're a Greg Olson owner, I was a Greg Olson owner last year and the year prior to that. Greg Olson does this every single year in the fantasy playoffs. He gets hurt. 
Like, and, and, and Greg Olson will hold you down. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he is the seventh rated fantasy tight end right now. But every last year, Kev, I had Greg Olson and I went with the, I played tight end charades throughout the whole playoffs. I remember in my championship game, I started Ian Thomas at tight end and he got me six points. And I remember it like it was yesterday because I was sick to my stomach every week with my tight end situation because of Greg Olson. And the year prior to that, he did the same thing where he got, and it's not obviously him getting hurt. It's just ironic that he he gets hurt during the fantasy playoffs year after year. Yep, and I had him also. I drafted him the last two years along with you. Now I have five fantasy leagues, so that means I'm, you know, I do try to be consistent across the board, but it doesn't always work out that way, and he has been hurt the last few years. And like I said, he's older, so that's really what goes goes into that one. But as far as this game is concerned, man, I'm kind of with you on that. Like as far as the Texans winning, I don't think there's I don't think there's much of a question. They're at home, but I I kind of feel you on the nine points after having this conversation in the defense. But I I still and then you have Bradley Roby emerging as a really good corner for the Houston Texans. So I don't know I don't know how how do you feel about starting Corlin Sutton this week? I was just about to ask going up against the 21st rated defense. Um, I, I'm I'm fine with Sutton, man. I I, I think him and him and Drew Locke ought to get some work in together. So you know we might see some home run plays between those two guys because they want to see what they got. You know what I mean? They want to see if there's some chemistry there. So I definitely like. You know, I definitely like starting Cortland Sutton. If you're in the playoffs with Sutton, he got, you know, he's not he's not the reason you're there, but he definitely helped out. He's owned in 92.6% of fantasy leagues. He is currently the 16th rated fantasy wide receiver on the season. And he's only had, Kev, two games this entire year in single digits. Two duds. One of them was against Buffalo. Very tough defense. He only had one reception. That was a terrible game. They only scored three points. And then against Chicago, way back on week two, he had four receptions, 40 yards. Keep in mind, this guy's played with three different quarterbacks this year. So um, That lets you, that yeah. lets you know who he is, man. That exactly. means he doesn't need anybody. He just gets open. That's it. What are you doing with Phillip Lindsey and uh, Royce Freeman going up against the 29th rated defense against the run? Never drafting him and never with them that's that's my opinion but if you do have the guys you got i would play lizzie lizzie is in my opinion is the guy royce freeman has had a few here and there 12 pointer 13 pointer here and there but if 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 i'm going with i'm staying totally away from royce freeman if i have philip lizzie then he's my guy i i I got a a question for you how many this is random trivia how many receiving touchdowns does Philip Lindsay have this season? Six. He has a Dunkin' Donut. <laughs> Philip Lindsay hasn't scored. He has not scored a touchdown since Week Nine. Wow. Yeah, man. I I was um, you know, Philip Lindsay last year he was the uh, he was the new iPhone. That's who Philip Lindsay was last year. He was the new iPhone and. This year, he was that same iPhone from last year. And if you know Apple and their products, not a sponsor, but holler at us, they drop nine phones a year. So he is the iPhone 3, and we're on iPhone 11. Right. I hear what you're saying. But, and, and also, you have to think about the offense, how many carries Royce Freeman has gotten throughout the year. But even so, if you have if most teams that have a Philip Lindsay on their team, they went receiver heavy. So a lot of those guys who and, and, and girls out there who have – 
Lindsey probably have Michael Thomas, probably have Julio Jones, probably have Devontae Adams, and, and most likely that's who you got to stick with, so you got to play him. I agree. I agree. I can't, can't argue that. Um, enough with this game, though, Kev. I'm going to um, – I'm going to hop on the points with, with Denver here, and uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go under the 42-and-a-half. Uh, as far as the number is concerned, oh, boy. Oh, man, this is a tough one for me because you got me thinking about this Denver defense. I, I'll take Denver as far as the points are concerned. I'll take that plus nine. I have no opinion on the over-under. I have, I have no lean, and it, it doesn't speak to me in any way. All right, I, I want to end with one trend here going towards the Broncos. Uh, the under is 36-19-1 in their last 56 games overall. Um, and that's just a, a big sample size. Uh, started keeping track of that. You know, uh, way back when, and 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 that's and and that's just keeping up rolling with that one. That's the only one I got for these two teams. Uh, next game, Detroit Kitty Cats taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Detroit three eight and one. Minnesota eight and four. Total in this game is forty three and a half. Vikings minus thirteen. Kev, Detroit Kitty Cats. The wheels have fallen off of this team. NFC North battle. What are we doing here? The Vikings win this game. Uh, I do see a scenario though where 13 might be a little bit too much, even with a even with a David Blau in the game. Now I do. I, he came into the game. He had some big plays. He did catch the Bears off guard, but then he didn't put up any points for the rest of the game. But I am concerned about the cornerbacks for Minnesota. Xavier Rhodes had four. Uh, there was four. He had four chances to stop the ball on a well, four throws that went towards him, and it was four catches. There was a touchdown in the last game. He is not the guy that he was last year. He's he's same thing as Philip Lindsay. He is the iPhone. He was the iPhone three last year, which was the brand new phone, and now we're on iPhone eleven. I don't know what's going on with that, so I do remain concerned about that. They gave up thirty-seven points to Russell Wilson and the Seahawks in this last week, and I'm not trying to compare. Detroit to the Seahawks. I won't do that, and I'm not going to disrespect him because I know who their quarterback is and uh, who their quarterback is over there with David Blau or dependent on Jeff Driscoll, but he was put on IR, so it's going to be David Blau going into this game. So I do think Minnesota wins the game, though, but I'm a little iffy. I think they might be able to get something going here with these points given how I'm feeling about that Minnesota defense. How about you? Um. I'm all. I mean, I I can't, I cannot back. I cannot back the Detroit Lions, man. Uh, they haven't won a game since Week Eight. They got three wins on the season, Kev. They beat the all teams that they beat of all under 500. They beat the Giants. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Eagles. Uh, this team stinks. Uh, you know, I I know David Blau's <laughs> playing better. I got. I can't. I can't give you anything on this team, man. The only guy on this team I'm liking is is Kenny Galladay and. Uh, a little, I got a little head nod or a fist bump to Marvin Jones. I have him on my on my one on my one playoff team. Um, I might start him because of how bad the Minnesota's defense has been playing, and I see them being behind, and I see them trying to play catch up, and maybe I could get some garbage time points uh, from Marvin Jones Jr. But right. I, I don't mind the thirteen points because I think this is blowout city. Uh, the last time that these two teams played, it it, it looked like it was going to be a good game, and then Minnesota won by twelve. They won forty-two to thirty. 
Um, okay. And that was in that was in uh, Detroit. Now we're in Minnesota. I got a, a bazillion trends that back up the Vikings here. Obviously, 13 points. The number came down already. It opened up at 13 and a half. Maybe people are going to be out there back in the kitty cats. I don't know why. This is a game where I'm not afraid to lay 13 points. Um, I, I, I'll be a little weary of the backdoor cover here because the, the Vikings might pull up so heavy. And I, I'm, I got to see what's up with Dalvin Cook, man. I think that's going to make a change here. That's going to be big for fantasy players out there. I, I know. I know Dalvin Cook says he's all right. But the guy that runs the show, Mike Zimmer, he said, I'm not playing a hurt player. This is also the Detroit Kitty Cats. They haven't won since week eight. They stink. If the Vikings can't beat them without Dalvin Cook, y'all might as well pack it up. I don't care if you go to the playoffs. You ain't winning. So I could see Dalvin Cook sitting this game out. However, Kev, I talk to you about it all the time. I I, I may be looking into things too much. Uh, even if Dalvin Cook plays, man, he might he might get you one of those games where he gets you like, you know, you, at, at this point, if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, you want whatever you could get out of the guy rather than him not playing. But he might get you 12, 15 points, and then they might sit him and let Madison come in because they're going to be up in this game. I, I see blowout city. Um, I'm, I'm on the Vikings here, and I'm starting everybody on the Vikings, man. Diggs, I'll start I, I'll start Kirk Cousins if I have him, if I don't have a quarterback. I'll take Kyle Rudolph, too. Yeah, exactly. He's been balling out. Even Laquan Treadwell. Um, I mean, if you're in a real deep league and you, you're banged up at wide receiver – I'm not saying he's a startable guy because of the playoff situation, but I, I think he has a decent game in real life, not in fantasy. You know, maybe three, four receptions, 70 yards, something like that. But I'm starting everybody on the, on the Vikings side in Detroit. It's Kenny Galladay and maybe Marvin Jones. That's it. I agree. We can keep it moving, bro. Uh, I'll just go, I'll, I'll go quickly through a couple trends um, for the Vikings here, backing them up. Uh, 25-9 and nine ATS off a loss since 2014. 10-4 ATS last 14 games as a favorite. Um, I got so many. Mike Zimmer, 19-5 ATS after a loss. Uh, boy, what we got? We got Kirk Cousins, the old 1 p.m. The old 1 p.m. game. Kirk Cousins, 32-19-1 ATS playing at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What else we got? Man, this, wow, this is yeah. Man, it's leaning hard towards Minnesota. There's so there, yeah. There's so many, and then the the one that that um that 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 puts the you know the icing on the cake. Since 2015, this team in general. That's when Mike Zimmer arrived. 33, 14, and four ATS. When this team is a favorite and they're supposed to win, they get the job done. It's when they're an underdog is where when you got to worry about them. Uh, and they were underdog last Monday. A uh, little bit of a shorter week here, but I'm not worried about laying a number. Give me Kirk Cousins. Give me their 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 defense, and uh, I'm I'll lay the 13, 43 and a half. I'm on the over over there too, man. Usually I don't like overs with blowouts, but um, the Lions are gonna score here. I think I, I like the over more than I like the 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 Vikings because the Lions are gonna put I would up. I agree with you on this one. Yeah, I think the Lions get 14 points. David Blau is gonna air it out. You know what I mean? Galladay could get there. You know. Um, uh, you could get J.D. McKissick on a little, you know, uh, screen pattern for 60 yards. I, I like the over. I like the Vikings. That's it. Keep it moving. Next game. We got a good one here, Kev, going down in Nolens. The San Francisco 49ers taking on the Nolens Saints. Both teams are 10-2. and San Fran on a back-to-back road game. 
going down to the Big Easy. Totaling his game's 44. Saints laying two and a half just under a field goal. Kev, this is going to be a good game. One o'clock, what do you got? I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers, and I take that with very little uh, uh, confidence because they're traveling from west to east. I wonder, uh, did they come east? Were they east last week? Let me see. They were. They played, they 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 played in Baltimore. Uh, did they stay? Did you know if they stayed? I did or not. Or did they go back? I do not know. Um, you know, because I have no interest on betting in this game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet against two good teams or on two good okay. teams. Just like I did it on Thursday night football. Two bum teams. I wasn't betting it. So uh, I didn't look into that. But listeners, what Kevin is indicating is we want to know if the San Francisco 49ers stayed on the East Coast. Did they, you know, in, in me and Kevin's mind, I, I would assume it would be smart to stay here and then rather fly back to San Francisco than come back to New Orleans when you could just go from Baltimore to New Orleans. But we don't know their, uh, you know, their travel situations. Were they able to practice uh, on, a, on a college team or a high school team's field? We don't know. But if you are interested in wagering on this game, I suggest whatever side you want, you want to find out if they stayed on the East Coast. Kevin, I, you know what? It's not even if you're wagering on this game. If you got fantasy players, too, you want to know because you're going to see how the players are performing if they're flying back and forth to the east or the west coast. Right. So uh, I do not I know personally, but uh, you, you know that information is out there. People can find it. Understood. And as far as the 49ers are concerned, they have a really good defense. They have a really good run game. All of these things go into it. If I'm going to take uh, – when I get into these close games, I guess uh, – I don't know uh, – that that question, that big question that we just talked about would help me answer answer how I feel here. But either way, I think it's going to be a close game. I think San Francisco's defense can travel anywhere and play defense anywhere. I think it's going to be a really good one, and I, I think this San Francisco will be able to stay uh, close enough. But it's it's not even the full three points either, which would be better. The number, I guess. It's it's so small, so it's like, what do you, what do you do? You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you, man. Um, in in uh in the Pick'em League that I'm in last night, they had the Bears at plus two and a half. Uh, and at the end of the day, man, with the, in 2019, there's so many missed extra points and uh, you know missed field goals. Those though, I think all those numbers now come into effect. Sure, would you rather have the three? Absolutely. But you, you figure, let's say a team scores a touchdown, they miss the extra point. And even though this game is in the dome, it, it is possible. Uh, two good kickers, though, on each side of the field here. We got Will Lutz and Robbie Gould is coming back for the uh, 49ers here. He, he, was, he missed a little bit of time with an injury. But if one of them misses a kick, you know, and at uh, an extra point, you know, now we're looking at a 7-6 game, a 14-13 game. So those two and a half points, they, they could come into play. I agree. I agree. And uh, they've played notoriously well at home. Based off of what I'm looking at here, I think the Saints have only lost one game at home this year. That's it. The rest of them have been W. So they do. There was that really one well game there. to Atlanta. My bad to cut you off. Yep. Well, yep. Atlanta come out and spanked them. It was 26-9 in that game. But I still, I'm going to take the points in a game like this when the teams are close in this way. And that when it comes to the number 44. And, you know, and I've seen, I've also seen the Saints defense give up 31 points, and then other times they look like the best defense 
on the planet. So they go back and forth with that one. So that leaves me a little confused on the number. But I say it gets over 44. That's my opinion. Yeah, the defense hasn't been, uh, you know, as stout as they were before the bye week. You know, they gave up 30-something to the Panthers, and then they did the same thing to Atlanta. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, I, side, I sign with the home team here. It just because that dome is it's t- it's a tough spot to play, the, you know one of these two teams are going to be playing for home field advantage and or the bye. Um, you know this is a big game for both teams closing out the season here. So I'm I'm just leaning a little bit more with the home team. And as far as the total goes, I could see it going over because San Francisco does put up points, but they got a great defense. And you can just say the same thing for the Saints. I want no parts of this total, Kev. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean over with you, but I'm not. I'm not messing with a total. Let's jump to fantasy real quick. Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, George Kittle, uh, Raheem Mozart. They're all go. They all. They all got tough matchups here. Tevin Coleman, Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook. I mean, the list goes on and on. We got a lot of fantasy players. Obviously, Drew Brees. Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know. There are a lot of fantasy-relevant players in this, and all I see is red, Kev. Um, San Francisco running backs going up against the fifth-rated defense in the New Orleans Saints. Uh, George Kittle going up against the 12th-rated defense against the tight end. Michael Thomas going up against the second-rated defense against the wide receiver. And then the running backs for the Saints going up against the second-rated defense against the running back. Uh, and And then last but not least, the quarterback. For the New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees going up against the second-rated defense against the quarterback Kev. This this all all it all leans defense here. Uh, I just right. the I, game might end six nine by the by the time this game is over. <laughs> the only I, I agree with you. The only green, the only green, is looking for Jimmy Garoppolo. He is going up against the twenty-third-rated defense against the quarterback position. Uh, for the Saints so it it appears that the Saints do not get to the quarterback or you know they do let the quarterback put up some points I'm with you as far as that is concerned I have no other opinions on fantasy because you covered it very well that's all I got I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers and I'm going to take the over I'm going to go Saints and over and uh, over as well with you Uh, let's keep it moving Kev we're trying to keep a quick pace for you guys this one's going to be quick Snap in a hurry. New York Jets taking on the Miami Dolphins. Jets four and eight. Dolphins three and nine. This is the doo-doo. This is you know what this is, Kev? This is the super doo-doo bowl. This is the super doo-doo bowl. Totals 45 and a half. Spreads minus five and a half. Um let's let 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 I, I'm gonna tell you, Kev, that Jets are gonna win just because the, the Dolphins won the first game. It's hard to beat a division rival. I'm not laying five and a half points with the Jets. I think you'd be insane to do that. And as far as the total goes, I could see 87 points in this game, Kevin, because everybody's out on both sides of the defense here. You know, you got guys playing for the Dolphins that were on the practice squad. You got guys playing for the Jets that's on the practice squad. What do you got, Kevin? And and let's just hit fantasy if there's anybody on both sides of the ball and get through this game. Uh, Miami Dolphins. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins plus five and a half points. Yep. I agree with you on that. I'm also riding with Jamison Crowder this week going up against the Miami Dolphins. I think that's a very good matchup for him going into this game. I don't know how I feel about Le'Veon Bell. He's questionable. He's hurt. He has not been himself. Adam Gase has made him seem like he is 
uh, you know, a, a secondhand running back in this league, which I feel pretty bad about as far as he's concerned. I even like Robbie Anderson. I like Devontae Parker. I, I like everybody. I like I like Patrick Leard, uh, 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 Leard. Whatever. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he had a, he had a good game last week. He had a touchdown. He played really well, especially with uh, with uh, with Belage going down and all the running back problems that they had there. He played really well filling in. I like everybody. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins, and I agree on the over. Yeah, man, I'm with you the same way. I I, I think the Jets can win the game by a field goal. I think the Dolphins could cover the spread. I think there's a, a bajillion points here. Even though these two offenses, it seen the Jets scored thirty something points for four weeks in a row, and then they threw up a dud. The Dolphins could fight. They put up 30 points whenever they can, too. You know, Fitzpatrick is coming back to New York. He's going to be playing like he always is, like a nut job. Um, and then, like you mentioned, the fantasy guys. I think all systems go here. You could start anybody that you, you, you know, these defenses are going to be banged up and they're going to be depleted. Like I said, they're playing practice squad guys. And practice squad guys on the Dolphins, think about that. Okay, and practice squad guys on the Jets. These are two teams that have less than four wins. Um, that's enough with this, though, game. Let's keep it moving, Kev. Next game, Indianapolis Colts at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers laying three. Total in this game is 47.5. Bucks at five and seven. Colts at six and six. Right now, Kev, I'm seeing T.Y. Hilton as out for this game. Still no update yet, but it looks like he's not playing. I like the Buccaneers. Is that weird? They've been playing really well the last few games, man. They 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 just come out with they come out with wins in the last two, and I get it. It's Atlanta. It's Jacksonville. It's Arizona. Uh, they've won three out of their last four, and those are the teams that they've beat, and they've actually lost to the only good team they've played. But we know that Tampa Bay is not the greatest, you know, as far as the overall team is concerned. But they do have some electric players with Mike Evans, and you have. Chris Godwin, and you also have Cameron Bray, who shows up uh, like a lunar eclipse every once in a while and gives you 10 catches for 73 yards and a touchdown. So uh, I, I do like the Bucks going into this game. I like the over looking at this game. Uh, there's How are you feeling about the Colts? Where are you at on your season win total with those boys? Yeah, they're making me sweat, man. I, I, I thought I was going to get a guaranteed win. With seven wins, and I, I need one win. I'm at six and a half. I need one, and now, uh, Kev, I'm I'm starting to sweat. I'm starting to worry. You know, what I mean, this team, they they're just getting banged up at the wrong time. They are, however, Kev, they are getting Marlon Mack back. And I just looked; it is official that T.Y. Hilton is ruled out for Sunday. But Marlon Mack will be a play. How much time will he get? I don't know. You know what I mean? But he's definitely uh, he's in the lineup here. I worry about the Colts, and I, I've been saying it, Kev. I, I know it sounds crazy. You you know this. The listeners know it. I've been saying it for 10 weeks now. Get this guy, Adam Venetieri, out of the game. He needs to be cut. He needs to be gone. I know he's a legend, but it's time has passed, and we're watching it, and we're watching it unfold. He's cost this team wins. He's cost me money. And he constantly is uh, putting his team in a bad spot. And it's crazy to say that for a kicker, a kicker to do that to your team. Um, like you said, though, the Bucks have been playing good. I, I can't see how the Bucks are laying points. Uh, I mean, I get it, though. They're at home. The, you know, remember what I said about the three points. They're essentially saying if these two teams played on a neutral field, it would be a pick em. I I've been getting burned by the Colts so many times, man. But I, uh, I, get, I guess I got faith in the head coach. I got faith in Jacoby Brissett, this defense that I thought was going to be better. 
from last year, and I've been wrong, man. I've been wrong a lot. Um, but I, I gotta, I gotta take the points, man, with the Colts. I, I'm gonna go down with the ship here, man. Uh, I'm gonna keep riding the Colts and hope they get me my my season win total ticket. Uh, and um, good, good, my fault. No problem. I was gonna say understood, and I'm with you on that. But I, I, I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with the Tampa Bay because I feel like they have the better players. I, I feel like you can get a push on the coaches. I love Bruce Arians. I also love Frank Reich. But they're without their best player, T.Y. Hilton. He, he changes absolutely everything. And the only reason why you don't have your season win total right now is that for the last three or four weeks, Marlon Mack, the two best players on the team, other than Joe, Jacoby Brissett, have not been playing. And, well, on the offensive side of the ball, because I don't, I don't want to be dis- disrespectful to Darius Leonard. But, um, but they haven't played. That's the only reason why you haven't had that. And also you haven't had it because of Adam Vinatieri. So, but I'm sticking with Tampa Bay, and I'm sticking with the over. I got you, man. And um, just as some some fantasy relevance to talk about. Last week, Zach Pascal, seven receptions, 109 yards. And I'm also seeing that they have shut down Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle has moved to the IR. Uh, I'm excuse, not Jack Doyle. My apologies. Eric Ebron. My apologies. Yeah. So that's, that's an uptick for Jack Doyle owners out there in that small – ugly landscape of uh, fantasy relevance. That does affect this game, though, because, you know, Ebron is a big pass catcher for this team. They don't have a lot of guys. I don't know if Paris Campbell's coming back. I'm seeing him as questionable. Um, you know, when you think about it, though, man, on the surface, like, what do this Colts team, What do who do they have that, you know, makes you say they can win this game? And that kind of makes me a little bit, a little worried uh, about backing them in this situation. Um what are you doing with Tampa's side of the ball uh, for, for fantasy? Jameis Winston. I'm starting. Yeah. Okay. I'm starting everybody. Uh, everybody. Everybody but the running backs, like we've been saying. Exactly. I was exactly about to follow with that. You're reading my mind, but I'm starting everybody. I, I want him. I have Chris Godwin in multiple leagues, so he's going. Mike Evans is never a question. You can call aliens from Pluto, and I'm still playing uh, Mike Evans every single week. The guy's a freak. Uh, I'm sticking with everybody, man. All right, man. Well, let's move along to the next one. I'm reluctantly going to take the Colts plus the three. I'm going to lean towards the under because I don't think the Colts could score. Um, and I think the strongest point of the Colts run game, man, I'm almost convincing myself to take the Bucks, man, because the strongest point of the Colts game is the run. And the best part of the, the, the Buccaneers is their run defense. The- but, but also the weakest part of the Tampa Bay defense is their pass game, which is going to, even without T.Y. Hilton, will still – allowed Jacoby Brissett to score in this game. So that's why I think it's still going to be in the over because Tampa Bay is a sieve. They're 32nd in the pass, bro. So they are not very sorry. 31st in pass yards in defense, yeah. but they think. I, I, I could see it, man. I could see it. So uh, that's it for that one. Let's keep it moving. The Los Angeles Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is the the uh, semifinal rounds of the of the Super Doodle Bowl. Two teams that ain't going anywhere fast. The Chargers minus three, total forty three. Kev, let's 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 get through it. What do we got? I think. <laughs> he said, Look, I mean, I agree with you. On I think we just fantasy. talk about fantasy. Like what 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 like well, who's the fantasy guys? DJ Chark, you know, um, Leonard Fournette, uh, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, maybe Mike Williams. The quarterbacks, forget it. You know, Philip Rivers is terrible this year. Minshew's back in there. Derwin James might play. I'm not messing with Minshew. What are you doing here? 
I'm with you on all of that kind of, and, and Minshew, I like Minshew quite honestly. He's just a young guy. That's all. He's a rookie coming into the league. I have no desire to depend on either one of those quarterbacks. As far as the game is concerned, uh, man, the, the Chargers are a road favorite. I'm not, I'm not loving that. Right now, I think the little spark of Gardner Minshew will keep Jacksonville uh, close enough in this game. I would take Jacksonville at home with the points. The Chargers and Phillip Rivers will forever, forever be in the purgatory of being down between three and seven points coming down. Actually, it's always six or more points. You'll need a touchdown to win just about every game. And even if you need a field goal, something bad would happen. They are experts at losing football games over there in Los Angeles. But like I'm starting everybody on both sides of the ball. But if Derwin James comes back, man, he makes the charges immediately more formidable than they previously were. But even so, I, I think DJ Shark is a is a real player. He's going to be a guy that's going to be on the, the Kevin Dykes guy lookout list for next year for a receiver on one of my squads going into 2020 fantasy season. And I'm with you on everything else you said on fantasy, especially on the Chargers side of the ball. I'm playing everybody. Yeah, man. Um, I got I got Eckler and I have um, Leonard Fournette uh, for 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 a um, for a playoff matchup here, Kev. So, um, they're both, they're both, both, both of them are green light. What I mean by that is Fournette's going up against the 25th rated defense and Eckler's going up against the 23rd rated defense against the running back positions. Uh, I'm not, not starting those two guys. Uh, I'm all systems go on those two. So, uh, I'll be focused on those guys and hoping that they light it up, man. Uh, you have Fournette in the listener league. Am I correct? But you're on a buy. So that's, that doesn't matter. That is the truth. Okay, all right. Well, um, yeah, that's it, man. Let's keep it moving from there. I, I'm Kevin. I, I really, you put a gun to my head, you might have to pull the trigger because I don't know what to do with this game. <laughs> that's how bad it is, bro. That's how bad it I'll is. I'll pick Jacksonville, though. I'll pick. Yeah, Jacksonville. I'm with you, though. I'm, I'm going to take the home dog with the points. And like you said, I, I know they're going to. I know at least we'll be. Well, at least we know we'll be up in the fourth quarter with the points because we know we already know the Chargers are down in the fourth quarter. We know that. All right. <laughs> um, and the total in this game, I'm liking the under just because I, I, I could, I, I just see a bunch of mistakes. You know, the best thing for an under is a team drives all the way down to the 30 and they turn the ball over. That's what these two teams are good at doing. So I like an under there. Let's keep it moving. Next game, the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Pittsburgh 7-5. and five. Cardinals 3-8-1. and one. Total in this game is 43.5. Pittsburgh minus 2.5. Kev, what do you got? Give me the home dog. I love Arizona. I'm sticking with Arizona. They had a poor week. When I say they were bad, they were atrocious last week, man. It was really bad versus the uh, versus the Los Angeles Rams. Kyler Murray was bad. Everybody was bad. The coach was bad. But I do think they come back this week. I do think they have a better week versus the Steelers. I do think their defense will play better, better versus uh, Duck Hodges, the, the leading the Pittsburgh Steelers coming into this weekend i like arizona man i just think they're a they're a decent football team they obviously have some glaring holes they have a lot of growth they have a lot of young guys coming into this uh, uh coming into this season but i do think they'll stay with uh close enough in this game i do think they have a chance to win this game in my opinion uh, i just think they're all uh, they're always going to be underestimated and they always have a chance especially with the offense that they run 
as far as fantasy is concerned, I don't want anything to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers unless it has to do with their defense. I don't even want to talk about their offense. Nope, I don't want you. I don't want Hodges. I don't want Juju. I don't want Snell. I don't want any of it. And on the other side, as far as Arizona is concerned, I do think Kyler Murray, he's going up against a really good defense. The Pittsburgh Steelers are ranked fifth in total yards, seventh in pass yards, twelfth in rush yards, sixth in points, ninth on third down percentage. So they are a really, they are a, a title contending defense. That's the craziest thing that they have a title contending defense in Pittsburgh, well, and their offense probably couldn't beat the JV team over here in Pennsylvania. So, you know what I'm saying? So that, that really sucks because Mike Tomlin is a defensive guy, so obviously he's doing his job, but uh, the loss of Ben Roethlisberger has been too big for them to, uh, to come out of. But that's my look on this game. I'm sticking with Arizona, man. Yeah, man, I, I can't argue with the things that you said there. I feel like Pittsburgh's playing with some kind of some kind of magic, man, because they're just winning these games. They're winning them ugly. My favorite play, Kev, is the under. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get to that before we close it out. Uh, the side is tough. I kind of lean with Pittsburgh. But, again, that two and a half points with the home dog, man, I could see somebody missing a, a chip shot field goal or, uh, you know, an extra point and that two and a half coming into play. So I, I, I don't have a strong lean with Pittsburgh minus the two and a half, but I, I, I'm, that's kind of the way I'm going. You kind of touched on the fantasy spots there. There's, there, you know, Pittsburgh is just, it's looking gross, man. I got Benny Snell, man, in the, in the big boy league. I don't know how people let him, let him slip to me with all these injuries that's going on. But, uh, I'll tell you right now, man, if, um, I'm looking to see a little bit of production from him, uh, and, and you know, James Conner's looking doubtful. Uh, hopefully they hold him out again next week. They got to play Buffalo next week though at home. Not a great matchup for the run game, but Benny Snell's been looking all right. So has Jalen Samuels. Um, and then the week prior to that, in the championship game for fantasy, I say uh, they got the Jets, man. So any anything's they any anything is open for that one. Um, strong lean on the under here, Kevin. It's most likely going to be a play for me. I got to do a little bit more research, but unless you have anything else, I, I'll give a couple trends out and uh, we'll move to the next one. Get to the So for Pittsburgh here, I got a couple things. One would lean uh, more for Kevin with him uh, back in the Cardinals here, and that is Mike Tomlin as a head coach, 37-47-1 ATS versus teams below 500. So it uh, doesn't play good against teams worse than him. Um, and then I have a, a very strong underplay here. Zero overs, 17 unders, one push away off a home game versus a losing team. They just played at home. And now they're playing a team, a losing team, three, eight, and one. This has yet, in this situation, has yet to be an over. This this exact trend has hit once already this year, way back uh, when they played against the Cardinals. Excuse me, not the Cardinals, against the Chargers on the road. And guess who their quarterback was in that game, Kev? The Chargers on the road. Ben Roethlisberger? No, the Steelers quarterback was Duck Hodges. Oh, Hodges. I'm thinking, I'm like, what? <laughs> All right, my bad. No, my you're bad. good. You're yeah. good, man. Um, but that, so uh, I like the under here, man. And um, I want to see kind of what line movement it goes to because uh, if I start seeing it ticking downwards, I got to jump on that ASAP. Uh, I'm going to take the Steelers even though I don't like it. I'm not really, I'm not really, that's not my play. My play is on the under. You got anything else, Kev? 
Arizona. That's it. All right, let's keep it moving. We finally got a, a good 4 o'clock game going on here. Kansas City Chiefs taking on the New England Patriots. Chiefs 8-4. and four. Patriots 10-2. and two. Patriots minus 3. Total in this game is 49. What are we doing, Kev? The Patriots are at home taking the Patriots. It's simple as that. If they're at home, I'm not going to go against them. They haven't lost a game uh, since Reagan was president at home. That's what, that's what it seems like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like These guys... It, it, it's crazy. Like they they just play so well, and they do they play situational football so well. I'm a big fan of of the way the Patriots play football on the football field, and they do it right when it's most important. But you do have a a really good Chiefs team coming in here. They are a little hurt at running back though, so you have Lashawn McCoy coming into this game. Daryl Williams winded up getting hurt in the last game with the hamstring, so Lashawn McCoy looks like he's going to be the guy. For these guys going into the game, going up against the Patriots defense that ranks just about number one everywhere. They're two in total yards, second in pass yards, first in points, first on third down, and fifth in rush yards. So they're great. We already knew that. And for the more I keep looking at this Patriots offense, it looks awful, right? It just looks so terrible. But they're 14th in total yards, eighth in pass yards, and sixth in points. They still get it done even though they look like crap. I'm going with the New England Patriots, and I'm starting every single offensive player that that makes sense. I'll take James White. I'll take Tom Brady. I'll take Julian Edelman. I'm taking everybody on the other side with Patrick Mahomes. I'll take LaShawn McCoy, of course, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, it seems like the Chiefs, their kryptonite has been the Patriots. I know they beat them once in the regular season. Um, maybe it was like two years ago, uh, but it's going to be very hard to do it in New England. It's going to be very hard to do it after New England loses. I feel like when New England loses a game, it's like, and I mean, I, I got some trends to back it, but I mean, it's almost auto lock city that they're going to win the next one. You know what I mean? Like they don't lose back to back games very often. And now you got to go up to, to New England. Uh, I'm rooting for the chiefs because I can't stand the Patriots. We, we all know that, but, uh, I don't know if they're going to get the job done. The Chiefs kind of like I feel like they lost their flame, Kev. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. They were they were they were like uh, I don't know. They were like the 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 cute popular girl in high school, and then she just moved away. She just moved yeah, away. Me, can I tell you who the popular girl was, or could you guess? Well, you know I mean? who who the popular girl who the cute popular girl was, or you talking about who or who the that cute? that left the team? Kareem Hunt. Oh yeah, yeah. Kareem Hunt was a top five NFL running back before they before he lied to the Chiefs and he kicked that girl when she was on the ground. This dude is no joke. I, I think he leaves and he's gonna be he's gonna be on my list. He's gonna be a sleeper next year. I hope he leaves Cleveland and wherever he goes, he's gonna go back to being a top five running back in the league. He was killing it, and he's yeah. only twenty. He's only twenty-four. It's yeah. insane. He he. The importance to him on this team is crazy. They had Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, and Hunt. There's no way you can stop all three of them with just Tyreek and with just Kelsey. You have a far better chance of controlling the Chiefs than you do when Kareem Hunt was there. I agree, man. And um, what are you doing with with the with the guys for the Chiefs? I mean, how do you not start Tyreek Hill? You, you you don't. I mean, you're just. This is that. This is that. What we always talk about. It's a tough matchup against a tough defense. But Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, um, Mahomes, those all guys are auto starts. But you just got to hope for the best. I, I I mean, there's not much else to talk about there. 
I agree. If some people want to be super smart fantasy guy and take the better matchup, which I, I'm fine with. I have zero problem with that. But for me, I stick with greatness. If I got a great player, I expect him to be great. What are you doing with New England's defense here? Uh, are you playing them in this situation, or would you have another defense uh, ready to go if if you um, if you were a New England Patriots defensive owner? I would probably stick with the Patriots, but if I had some kind of clear, ridiculous matchup, like say I had the Saints coming into this versus the Miami Dolphins, or you know, uh, I haven't seen any of that matchup yet, where I feel like it's just so lopsided. Uh, I don't see any matchups here as far as the games are concerned that would make me move away from the, one, of the, the, one of the top two defenses in the league that's so lopsided. So I, I would just stick with the New England Patriots going into the weekend. All right. Um, I got a few trends here going with the Patriots, and then we'll close it out with this game. Patriots, 13-6 ATS, off a loss since 2014. They are also... 14-5 and five to the under after a loss in this stretch as well. So uh, that indicates an under, and that indicates Patriots right there. Um, I'm just looking through this real quick, my bad, y'all. Uh, again, this this won't be edited. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to – here we go, my bad. 48-9 no straight up. 48-9 straight up off a loss since 2013. Uh, excuse, excuse me, since 2003. Jeez. And then – 41 and 16 against the spread in that same time span. Uh, it's just hard to not back the Patriots in this situation. Um, of course, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with New England here minus the three, and uh, I, I'm I'm sticking with the under too. I think it's gonna be a sweat. Like I think the I think the under is gonna land. I think this number lands right on 48, man. Uh, I I could see that. I could see that going down an old uh, an old 28 to 20 type game, uh, and. Um, it's going to sneak right under the total there. I, I kind of agree with you on that because sometimes the Patriots look, look like a clogged toilet on offense. You know what I'm saying? They can't really get anything out there. But um, Tom Brady was putting pressure on his receivers in the last game to be faster, to be quicker, to be stronger, all those other things. So we'll, so we'll see what they'll do. We'll see what they do with that motivation. But I'm with you on the points, and I'm with you on the Patriots. I'm not going against them at home. I'm just not doing it. Next game, the Tennessee Titans taking on the Oakland Raiders. Tennessee seven and five, Oakland six and six. Spread on this game is Tennessee minus tree total forty seven. Kev, what do you got? I believe in the Tennessee Titans. I'm sorry, they've done it way too many times over the last few weeks for me to continue. Uh, you know, for me to continue to. There it is. Them. There it is. I'm just. I'm cutting you off. That is the Tennessee Titans. They have made Kevin a believer. This is what this team does to you. It sucks you in. They, they The offense is playing good. Tannehill looks good. Derrick Henry's the man. They suck you in. And, Kev, I will not be surprised if the Titans lay an egg in this situation and they get blown out. I'm, I'm telling you. That's what the Titans do. You will laugh at me when they lose this game by more than two touchdowns. I, I and trust me, I believe in what you're saying. The Titans, they finally. I, I'm. I, I even me watching them. I'm like, you know what? They they got it. They're, they're they're. This is they got it. But they did this to me before, Kev. They did it to me before. My bad to cut you off. But that's what the Titans oh, do. No, I like it. No, don't worry about it, man. I, and I get it. You're right. But the last time, the last time they've been doing this, they were doing it with Marcus Mariota. 
consistently. They I have agree. no longer have Marcus Mariona. They have Ryan Tannehill. He was the difference. He was the thing that he was the thing that clogs the toilet. He was the toilet paper that was stuck in the pipe. And now that they have Ryan Ryan Tannehill there, he's plunging it, baby. He's getting it done. You know what? What you got the Los Angeles Chargers. You have Tampa Bay. Those are two wins. So in their last one, two, three, four, five, six, they are five and one in their last six games. Also beating Kansas City, also beating the Chargers, and beating the Indianapolis Colts the way they did last week. They they are winning in an impressive fashion. Derrick Henry should be on the uh, MVP list in my opinion because without him, then they they get none of this done. And then what Ryan Tannehill coming in to this team and playing well. This team believes in him, man, and they, they feel like they can win just about any game. And then you also have Oakland, who is, who's fallen back a little bit after uh, looking pretty good themselves. I will continue to think that they are most likely fake news, but they do have a, a good thing going here. Now, let's look at those three wins where everybody thought that Oakland was something. What, they beat Detroit, they beat the Chargers, and they beat Cincinnati. Then they lose to the Jets, then they lose to Kansas City. And before that, they lost to Houston, and they lost to Green Bay. So, Right now, Oakland is beating teams that they are better than, but once they go up against a, a, an average to better team, they wind up losing those games. And right now, I think the Tennessee are above average team, and I think they'll find a way to win this football game. Uh, I, listen, I can't disagree with what you're saying. I, I, you know, I just look at Oakland to, to bounce back after their treacherous three-game stretch here, and it's more because it's just what the Titans do, man. But I got you, You're bro. Right. You're right. But I got you. The, the, this that that was like the epitome of Marcus Mariota. He was like the 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 500 quarterback. Win a game, look great. Then the next game looked like dog poop. So since he's not there, I don't know. Um, this is a game I want no parts of. But I, uh, it's going to be cool to watch. Uh, in the 4 o'clock slate. I feel like the Raiders are always playing at 4 o'clock, man. Um, great for Raiders fans because you, you always get to see your team at 4. Um, and, and and the Titans, they're, it's funny. They're the East Coast team that's always playing at 4 o'clock. I feel like they're always at 4 also. I, I don't know why that is. But um, I don't got nothing on this total, man. Sometimes Tennessee blows the doors off of you. And sometimes they just lull you to death. And, and, and they don't put up a lot of points, but they win the game. I, I think Oakland can can uh surprise Tennessee here just but it's more because I'm looking at Tennessee to just do what they always do to me. I said it before to you Kev earlier in the season. I I'm I, I stay away from Titans games. I don't bet them because I haven't got a gauge on what this team is going to do. And this is the perfect spot where I see them losing and they'll go out and blow the Raiders out and I'll be holding a Raiders ticket ripping it up in the third quarter. Um <laughs> I'm not doing well, that. I, I don't know man. I'm sticking with Tennessee as far as this is concerned. Since Ryan Tannehill has come in as the starter, 72% completion percentage, 113 QB rating, 12 touchdowns, four interceptions. If he's going to keep that up, I'm fine with picking the Tennessee Titans this weekend. Even if even if it's a loss, that still puts them at five and two in their last seven. That's still pretty good. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I got I got what you're saying. Fantasy Tennessee it's Derrick Henry and it's Derrick Henry and then um what's that other guy's name? Oh, Derrick Henry. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I'm well, not. Ryan Tannehill's been pretty good too, no? Yeah, it's but I mean, if you're in the playoffs, I you know I can't say if you're in the playoffs, you might not need, you shouldn't need a quarterback because there are a lot of teams that do. Um, yeah, if you got Tannehill and you're in the playoffs, you're, you're I'm not not starting him either. And on the Oakland side, I mean, it, it, to me, it's just Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. 
The other receivers have kind of, you know, they kind of tempered off. Maybe Tyrell Williams in a, in a flex position, um, and Derek Carr, not, 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 not here, not now, no way. I have nothing else to add. I agree. All right, well, um, let's close it up with some trends here. I got money's really coming in on them. All right, I caught, I caught Kevin slipping, y'all. We're, we're we're live and Kevin's over here looking up lines. I love it. I love it. Oh, oh, my bad. Nah. That's what happens. That's what happens when we got the phone convo going. I love it though. Kev is hunting hunting on lines there. But let's get back to this. We'll wrap it up with the Tennessee Oakland game. Um I got one trend. Uh Tennessee. Eight and eighteen against the spread in the last twenty six away games versus a team five hundred or better. The Oakland Raiders. Dead at five hundo. That would trend towards the Oakland Raiders in this game. Kev, give me the home dog plus the tree, and I'm sticking with the over. I'll take the road favorite, and I'm with you on. You said the under. You said no. I'm going over. 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 I'm kind of with you on that because I don't believe that that Oakland defense. I think they're going to be able to score some points. Tennessee has a good defense, but they've been, obviously, in the last few games, they've given up big totals. I'm with you on the over. We can keep it moving. Next game, Kev, Sunday night football. We got a good one. Seattle Seahawks, 10-2, and two, taking on the Los Angeles Rams, 7-5. and five. NFC West battle, spreading this game. Pick them. Love me some pick'ems, man. And then the total is at 47. What are we doing here, Kev? And then we're going to close out. This uh, week 14 preview. Russell Wilson. It's as simple as that. That's what I'm taking. I don't even know. I don't want to talk about anything else. Right. As far as fantasy is concerned, uh, Tyler Lockett has been down, man. I have him in a lot of leagues. I think, I think I got Tyler Lockett in four leagues. And it's worked out really well for me overall. But in the last few last two or three weeks here, it's been kind of disappointing for him. But last week, if you guys are watching these games, they, like, literally, last week, Minnesota was like, Tyler Lockett, you are not doing anything today. They bracketed him all day. There was one person behind him and one person in front of him all day. And Russell tried to force it to him a few times last week, and, and, and you saw it. You saw exactly who was there. He couldn't get the ball in between the two guys because there was always somebody there. It was part of their game plan. It was very clear. So if you are a Tyler Lockett fan, I don't know if the next team will do the same exact thing, but if a team's going to choose to do that, it's going to be very difficult to get a guy like him the ball. But I'm sticking with him. I have him actually playing in the playoff game this Sunday, and I'm going to stick with him. I'm riding with him until the end of the year. It'll be what it'll be. Um, as far as the other players on the Seattle Seahawks side, Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, how are you feeling about that? I feel now it starts, it's starting to feel like I, you can start both of these guys, no? Absolutely, man. I was talking about it with a listener of ours. Um, I think you could start Penny, man. It's clear they want... You know, I, I said it to him, uh, and I'll, I'll say it to the listeners. What what the Seattle Seattle Seahawks have with Rashard Penny is, let's say you buy a new car, right? But you, but you got an old car because you think it's going to break down, okay? But you went out, spent money, and bought this new car. Got a nice, hefty loan payment. But seven months later, your hoopty's still going strong. I'm not calling Chris Carson a hoopty. I'm just saying that Chris Carson was a guy that they did not know what they had before they drafted Rashard Penny. Um, 
Penny is the new car that they bought, and they can't return it. So he he was a first-round draft pick. So they're going to play him, and that's all it is. Uh, we're starting to see a timeshare here, and we saw in the last game Chris Carson rush down uh, inside the 10-yard line and pulled himself out of the game so that Penny can get a touchdown. I thought that was the uh, ultimate um, team move right there. And um, I'm not worried if you're if I'm a, I am a Chris Carson owner, and if I was a Rashard Penny owner, I'm not worried. They're both getting their love. You know, what I mean, look, the last two weeks, Penny's been getting more of of the carries, and that's just because maybe they're they're in the playoff stretch, and Carson's been getting you know what eighty five percent of the load this whole way through. So maybe they're trying to ease up on Carson a little bit. But I agree. If you have Carson or Penny, here real fast. yeah, please go ahead. Here real fast because your boy Carson, I know he's all, you got him in the big boy league. He had twenty three and Rashad Penny had fifteen. No, as far as oh, the concern, I didn't even know that. I thought it was the other way around. My bad. Yeah, no, yep, they had 38 touches total, uh, 23 went to Carson, 15 to Penny, 102 yards for Carson, 74 for Penny, and both of them had a touchdown, both of them aver- averaging four and a half yards or more. So these guys, and you know you know what Pete Carroll is about. He's like, we want to run the damn ball around here. And if we have to put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands, they feel totally comfortable doing that also. But they are a run-first football team, and I don't think that will ever change as far as they're concerned. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Um. Yeah. What about uh, the Rams? What do you? How you feel about the Rams side? You got Robert Woods. You think Robert Woods comes up with another game? We got Cooper Cup. Todd Gurley is officially back in the offense as the guy. And I don't know if you heard. I was listening to Sean McVay at one of his after game. Well, this is actually uh, before practice this week, and he's like, "Well, I'm not an idiot." That was the quote that I saw at the top of the article on the Rams page, and it was about Todd Gurley and getting him the ball. Obviously, they started to play better with him getting over 18 and 20 carries in the last few games. So I don't know why he's just thinking about it now. Maybe he was on rest. He continues to say that he didn't have Todd Gurley on the play count, but it certainly looked like it. What do you think goes on with these guys in fantasy as far as that's concerned? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it looks like Todd's back on track. I worry about um, maybe the 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 rest of the guys for um the Rams I I think it was an outlier game for Woods and Cup and stuff like that I have Woods I hope it continues but I'm not optimistic man this team has been so so on and off man just when I start to believe in them they croak uh and and uh I I don't know man I'm, I'm happy I got the bye week with my Robert Woods like player for that team my other team I don't have any any Rams or Seahawks players so uh, I'm 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 not, I have no fantasy relevance in this game. I'm, I just want to see what happens, man. I, I think if you are a Robert Woods or Cooper Cup owner or Brandon Cooks owner in this spot, ah uh, man, I got to grip my teeth and start one of them. I, I'll do it. I'm not I'm not loving it though. Uh, and hopefully I get a resurgence. They are 16th against the wide receiver. When I say they, I mean Seahawks. So they're right. They're literally dead set in the middle of the pack, which means that's a coin flip to me. You could get. The good Seahawks D, or you can get the bad one. Um, yeah, that's with that. That's all I got with that. I, I you got Ty Gurley, you start him. No questions asked. Keep him moving there. Uh, Jared Goff, no way. Uh, I don't know what to get from that guy. He puts up thirty, then he puts up three, then he puts up twenty-five. He's the guy you bench, and then he balls out, and then you start him, and he poops to bed. That's what he does to you. I don't want the headache. No Jared Goff. As far as the game goes, I feel like. 
I hate saying this line, Kev. I really do. But I feel like the Seahawks are due for a loss. I hate using that word. They're due for a loss. Because you know what, Kev? I'm due I'm due for a, a Powerball hit. And that ain't happened in 33 years. All right? So, I I don't like saying I'm they're due. But it just seems like the Seahawks, I mean, I know they're playing great football, man. But it, it just... It just seems like the loss is coming somewhere, and the division rival at a pick'em, it's like right up the alley. But I, I can't not back Pete Carroll and Danger Russ. So uh, I don't gotta lay points. Give me the, give me the Seahawks, and um, I'm, I'm gonna go over here, man, because I'm not, I'm not really worried about the defense is stopping anybody at this point in time. And uh, I see, like I always say, I see, I see zero home field advantage in LA probably still some Seahawks fans floating around from uh you know when they won the Super Bowl however many years ago that was so that's my play there you got anything else Kev I'm taking the Seahawks I'm taking the over I'm with you well ladies and gentlemen we're wrapping up week 14 preview episode Cherty tree uh we got 33 of these in the bag y'all Kev on the phone I'm here we, we we had to get it to y'all Friday night late, non-edit. It's just getting loaded up. You got the you got all night Friday. Well, not all night, but you got some of Friday night and all day Saturday to get it in. We appreciate the support that we've been getting. We grinded to get you guys something. We're sorry for the time it is, but we, we got you something. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, that's what it is. Um, you know the deal. I got to get to the spiel. I'm your boy, Vinny Goombach. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at V-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. And if you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at The First Pick Pod. Big Kev, tell them where they can find you. Tell them where they can listen. And let's get out of here. Agreed. And like Vin said, we had some uh, some family barriers. We had plenty of barriers this week, and we did our best to get out what we could. We'll hopefully get back to normal next week. And you can find me at BiggestBoss76 on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple iTunes, and Google Music. Please rate, review, and share. Five stars all day, all night. We appreciate you guys who listen to us and ladies who listen to us all the time. You guys give us our clicks. You guys are the people, quite honestly, the ones of you that give us the clicks right now, you guys keep us going. We really, really want this to be. That's why we try to do these. Even though we could be a little more prepared, we could do. We continue to do them because you guys give us a good, give us hope that that we may be great at this someday. So we appreciate you, and um, thanks for listening to the first pick podcast.